On today's Locked On Texan podcast, we got a fun interview with two NFL hopeful prospects. We also dive into a new signing and who visited with the Houston Texans as one of the top players at their position in this NFL's draft. But first, Cody Rigason. <laughs> Are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Thursday edition of the Locked On Texan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, joined by Cody Davis of Sports Illustrated. And we have a very fun show, as I mentioned in the cold opening. However, Stephen Nelson, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, spent some time with Pittsburgh and the Kansas City Chiefs, has agreed to a two-year deal worth up to $10 million. Cody, what are your thoughts on that signing? I like it because it adds depth to the Houston Texans cornerback position. And he is not a guy that is kind of going to derail our expectations of them drafting either Derek Stingley or Amaz Sauce Gardner. I like it, but John, this is another reason why I'm starting to have doubts about where does Lonnie Johnson Jr. fall in the midst of this. And this is something that you and I talked about on Monday. Look, you brought in Nelson, you added depth. Okay, that's good. You already know, given the given how this team is starting to take shape, Desmond King is going to go back to his original position as a nickel corner. You already have Tavier Thomas. Where is this going to leave Lonnie Johnson once again? And and this is no shot at him. I've been rooting for this young man ever since they drafted him in 2019, but... Like we mentioned on Monday, he is not a guy that Nick Casario brought in. He's entering, if I'm not mistaken, the final year of his rookie contract. And I just don't see how he's going to find a stable spot in the rotation. Yeah, and one thing we've come to realize and can you know visually see with Nick Casario is he has brought in the guys that he wants to keep around. And a lot of the players mm-hmm. that were brought in previously, I can't think of too many that has gotten good gracious. Uh, unless they've been able to, uh, unless they actually needed them at that position, right? Mm-hmm. Titus Howard is one of them. And Lonnie Johnson, for the sake of last year, in that conversation, they needed that dip at corner. And more importantly, they needed that dip at safety, which is why we saw him switch back and forth. And then for a moment in time, we didn't see him play football for the Houston Texans because of his play at safety. So uh, I will say that for Lonnie, the best outcome for him is just showing out whenever he gets that opportunity mm-hmm. at those OTAs, doing training camp if he's around for that. Because I still think that Houston can use him in his physicality, his athleticism at that position. Right? Safety was never his strong suit. And, again, I said this once before, this will probably be my last time bringing it up. Or it may not be, who knows. But, <laughs> you know, between he and Titus Howard, they've been having so many back and forth in terms of uh, uh, just – not having things go their way, coaching, uh, out of position and everything, that, you know, you kind of feel bad for the guys. However, it is the NFL. So you got to make do with what you have on the field, which they've been able to do at times, but not consistently. 
I definitely want to mention this. Uh, just kind of scrolling through, reading different articles, Cody. Uh, Kyle Hamilton is falling down team's draft board. Could mm. possibly be out of the top 10. I wouldn't take him at 13. Could possibly I, be out I, of I, the top 10. I, I wouldn't take him at 13, especially if they if they go cornerback, Stingley, Sauce, whichever one. They got to go wide receiver. But if they take Kevon Thibodeau and Stingley is still there at 13, then I would say, um, not Stingley, um, Hamilton. Hamilton is still there at 13. That will really set up this Houston Texans defense really good. I want to say, um, <laughs> you know, that would actually probably, my boy Jordan Pond. <laughs> You guys may know him at Texan Starts on Twitter. It works for the Draft Network. He will probably fall in love with that draft after those two picks. But to circle like the, back around. Think about it. I'm sorry to cut you off, but think about it. Would that, like, that would set this organization up so good. And, Ideally, and, and, it would. And I want to see them take one of the top wide receivers at number 13. But. There's there's no way Hamilton is falling to 13. I'm not, I'm not even going to get my hopes up about that. Just kind of going through and reading around, right? But I will say for Steven Nelson, what you guys are getting is a better man corner than he is zone cover um, in terms of what he's absolutely able to do very well. That first year with Pittsburgh and a lot of the coaches and uh, people from Pittsburgh spoke about how hard it was to release him. His very first year in Pittsburgh, he was a very great man cornerback. They just had to make room for Mika Fitzpatrick who they had to pay a ton of money to. It was out of Steven Nelson or Joe Hayden, and they went with Joe Hayden. Uh, since then, you know, we saw a lot of great man corners go to Philly in that zone scheme and, and really not have a successful career after that. So hopefully when we get him back in Houston, Lovey Smith will be able to put him in the best position to succeed and get the best out of that player. Lastly, I do want to mention this. We've been having HBCU players on for the last couple of shows uh, that we've had so far. The Texans and TSU has a special partnership uh, that they are announcing. So Houston, uh, as a franchise, right, mm -hmm. they have traditionally, as a franchise, done a lot of great things with the community. So to see them partner with TSU, uh, I think is amazing. Is that a hint? Michael Badejo? Is it? Draft it? <laughs> Later around, we just had him know. on the show. Please go check out that interview. <laughs> Make sure you do that. Here's a quick joke, though, right? While the rest of the league is under fire for not bringing in minority black coaches, right? You look at the Houston <laughs> Texans, they back to back years with an African American coach. Now you have an African American OC, a staff full of African Americans. I don't know, man. Maybe the McNairs, uh, they love us. <laughs> They love us some African-Americans, right? But uh, all, all seriousness aside, this is an organization that has been, in terms of community, has always been one of the best in the NFL. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs, stats, and info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoff, esports, and more. Head to the website today 
or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends and actions because BetOnline is where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now for a big announcement. Starting April 28th, tune into the Locked On NFL Draft live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On's NFL Draft mock draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show all week leading up to the very first pick. Welcome back in Locked On Texan fans to this Thursday edition of the Locked On Texan podcast. Thank you for sticking around as we have a great conversation with Tony Adams and Kalen Tosin of the filing, fighting excuse me, Illinois football team. And before we dive into the draft process and what you guys have been going through, we have to start off with this one question that I'd like both of you guys to answer. What was it like playing under Lovey Smith? I guess I'll start. Uh, it was a blessing, for real, uh, just for Coach Smith, honestly, to take a chance on me. Um, kid coming out of high school uh, with a torn ACL, coming into college, and for him to still show interest and uh, take me was really a blessing, and I'm forever grateful for it. Also, for him to be at the highest level, the highest of the high, which I'm talking the Super Bowl, um, and for him to share knowledge with us, teaching us the game, you feel me? Um, you don't get no better than that. So, honestly, it was it was a blessing, and I'm, for, I'm forever grateful to Coach Smith and his family. Uh, yeah, I'm going to piggyback off T.A. Um, I just want to say thank you. Um, he allowed me to come up here. He didn't have to do that. And just, yeah, like he said, he'd been to the highest of highest levels, um, been to the Super Bowl, been there, done that, and just – I'm grateful for him teaching me the ins and out of defense, especially um, Tampa too. I know you all know that's his thing, but I'm just grateful <laughs> for him be able to do that for me. Mm. Speaking of Tampa too, I want to start with that. And with you being a linebacker, how much does Lovey Smith actually demand from his linebackers to make sure his Tampa two defense is ran the right way? Uh, he demands a lot. You know, the linebacker is pretty much the quarterback on defense. So, you know, you got to get the D-line straight and just – Everybody else lined up, so he demands a lot. Um, you know, playing linebacker is a very vital position in the cover too. Um, he taught us just how to like um, how to line up, what we should look for, just our progressions throughout the coverage. So you know, it's just always good having that in your back pocket. You never know when you'll need it. And Tony, if you don't mind me asking, as a defensive back, what are some of the intangibles that Coach Lovey Smith asked for from you guys? Because I believe on Monday during his media availability, he, he said that the Texans did not have the correct cornerbacks in order to run his defense the right way. So you played in his system. What is it that he is actually looking for? Yeah, I played I play everything in that Tampa 2 system. Um, but I say – he, first, he want tough players. He want players that are mentally and physically tough. Um, he want relentless players, play, players that's going to fly to the ball. And he want playmakers, mm. you feel what I'm saying, ultimately. He wants smart football players, but playmakers is the big thing because he always taught us the ball is the most important thing in the game. So being able to get that ball out and cause turnovers is the most important thing, you feel what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's what Coach Smith wanted in his defense. Tony, I want to go back and ask you about – uh, your collegiate playing career, you played both safety and cornerback. Am I right or wrong on that? Right, and nickel, yeah. And some nickel, right? So you got a little an opportunity to do a little bit of everything. Can you speak to your versatility 
and, and how that helps your game out on the field. Uh yeah. Um if you if you saw pro day numbers, uh I have a physical I have the physical um attributes or tools to go play outside, but I also have the mental capability to play inside. Uh and just a shout out to Coach Smith again. Uh he gave me the opportunity and trusted me uh to play free safety and strong safety in his defense, making calls in the back end. Also at times going out there playing corner and playing nickel. So just to know uh, that my coach trusted me uh, doing all those things, you know, uh, it made it a little bit easier. But, yeah, the versatility, that's my biggest asset. Kaylin, uh, what are some of the lessons you've been able to take away from coaches Andy Bow and Ryan Walters? Walters. Um, just be the best you every day. I would say that's the thing that stuck out the most. If you, As long as you're being the best you, you, you'll be happy with the results you get, you know. That goes a long way, not just on the football field, but uh, off the field, you know, just trying to be the best you. So I'd say that's the best thing that I took away from them. And how comfortable are you dropping back in coverage as a linebacker? Uh, you know, I'm very comfortable. Um, actually, in Coach Mill defense, I got to do that a lot, being that I play outside backer. So that was just something natural for me. You know, I can line up against tight ends, you know, and guard them, uh, do what I need to get done out there. So I'm very comfortable with guarding. From the versatility to what Lovey Smith is asking for you guys on the college level, I just want to point out it's really funny because that's the same thing that we hear every single every week from the actual conference. players <laughs> inside NRG Stadium. And, um, you know, speaking of Lovey Smith and speaking of the players, I just want to ask you guys, you know, you played for Lovey Smith for about, what, two to three years, correct? Uh, Three years for me. Okay. So for me. Okay, cool. So – I heard, and we are starting to get a sense from this as well, that Lovey Smith has this kind of calmness about him. How can he, how were he able to use that calmness that he has in, in hopes of building chemistry and camaraderie against the team? Because I, I'm pretty sure you guys know here in the city of Houston, the last couple of years has been a little bit rough. But yeah. since he has came over and taken over as head coach, it seems like it's a breath a breath of fresh air. And earlier in the week, we had an opportunity to just talk to a couple of players, and they just talked about how he's just been able to come in and just bring a new sense of stability within that organization. For sure. Uh, I'll start off on this. Uh, I'll say, he's yeah, he's always like that. You're not going to see Coach Smith rah-rah, uh, up too high. He always stay calm and level-headed. And I think you've seen that in our play. Um, 2019, we had the, the biggest upset uh, in Illinois history, down by 25 at halftime. And you don't see Coach Smith get up or down. He just stayed calm because it, like, it was like he was used to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and we just took that out there and finished that game. Wisconsin was the number five team in the nation. We went out there and knocked them off. You know, uh, we just – I don't know. When your coaches come, like, you kind of feed off of your, your coach. You feel me? You play off of your coach. But for him to be calm, it just makes you not rattle. So, when the, when the game – because it's ebb and flows in the game. The game go up and down. So, you feel what I'm saying? It's kind of funny you say that. When we're speaking about mental um, – the, the, the ability to kind of mentally – block everything out and stay focused, right? Now, Tony, did some research. Your favorite athlete of all time is Kobe Bryant. Hmm. Today is the anniversary <laughs> of that 60-point game, man. And can you just talk about how Kobe inspired you as an athlete day in and day out to help you on Saturdays, which we're all waiting to see you play on Sundays? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I don't know. It was just something about them. Uh, you just watch them play, and then you just watch them. Something just click. Like you feel what I'm saying? He just he just go into another mode, and you just you could see it in his eye. Like so, ultimately, uh, I tried to take that and just apply it to myself, and just trying to find my own mode. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah, most definitely. KT, one linebacker in the NFL right now, you would compare yourself to who would it be? I'm gonna have to go at Devin White, man. You know, Devin White sideline to sideline. You know, we man. both bring that speed on the field. You, if you watch tape, you'll see me all up and down the field. So I would definitely say Devin White, just being sideline to sideline, just being very versatile, be able to do it all. Because you know, right now, NFL has turned into a passing league, so you got to be able to move and stuff. So that's what I would say. And this is another question for both of you guys. How have this whole entire draft process has been, you know, because I'm pretty sure like millions of kids, you start off loving the game of football, playing peewee, playing high school. You have an opportunity to play in college. Now, in the next couple of weeks, you guys are literally on the cups of of hearing your name called to enter the NFL. Like, how has this whole entire process been for you guys? Uh, I'll start off with this one. Uh, for me, I would say I, it's been very exciting. Uh, where I'm from, not too many people get this opportunity, so I don't ever take this uh, opportunity for granted, you know. And I'm just thankful for the position I'm in to hopefully get that name called. So it's just exciting. And I'll also be the first person in my family to achieve this milestone once I'm there. So it's very important to me and very exciting. Tony? Yeah, and I'm, and I'm just calm right now. Uh, I don't think it really hit me yet. You know, uh, I try to stay focused on the everyday grind. You feel what I'm saying? Not getting too far ahead, because if I do, like a, a thousand thoughts pop in your head. So uh, it really haven't hit me yet. It haven't hit me, honestly. Hmm. Last question. Oh, go ahead, John. Yeah, I got to know, man. Both of y'all are young, man, right? Y'all are younger <laughs> than we are. Um, you're getting ready, going through the preparation, getting ready for workouts. What's on them playlists? What y'all jamming right now? Oh, okay. I gotta have that. I'm from Florida. I gotta have that Kodak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you got? I I got look. I got a little bit of everything. You feel what I'm saying? I throw it back to like the the people who brought me up. So I I got some cheesy on there. I got some gaudy, but I like a lot of meek. You feel what I'm saying? Anything that get me going, like I anything that get me in that mode. You feel what I'm saying? I gotta play it off. Awesome. This is another question for both of you guys. It doesn't matter who wants to go first, but both of you guys have NFL teams scouting, studying, trying to see whether or not they're going to take a chance on you guys. So if an NFL scout just so happens to run across Locked On Texans, they see both of y'all names, you know, and if y'all could have one final pitch, what would that pitch be? Tony, I can let you go first. All right. Um, I really ain't got a pitch, honestly. I feel like I got five years worth of film, um, and I got a pro day that I feel like not too many people did, you feel me? So that's mm -hmm. the type of player you're going to get. Because I could tell you anything over this phone, you feel what I'm saying? But one thing now, don't lie, numbers don't lie. Ooh, got that film talk. Yes, sir. <laughs> for for uh, me, it'll be kind of the same thing. You know, I got a chance my sophomore year uh, to step in. And I just kind of ran with it from there, even tearing my ACL, you know, just coming back, being able to play a full season, get healthy again. And, yeah, those numbers don't lie, especially on you know, linebacker that 
that's versatile, you know. Really quick, I gotta ask this question only because this is locked on Texans. We talked a lot of a lot about Coach Lovey Smith. You guys already know what to expect from this man. What would you do if the Texans actually draft you and you reunite with Coach Smith? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, it'll be very um refreshing just because I know who Coach Smith is. He knows who I am. He brought me into college, so I think it'd be pretty cool if that happened, you know. Yeah, and for me, yeah, like you know, one of the biggest things is knowing that playbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can say I know I know that Tampa too from five different positions. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> like, it'll it'll be great to know that for sure. Thank you guys for stopping by, taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with us here at the Locked On Texans. Before we get out of here, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Uh, for me, it's just my name, Kalen Tolson, Instagram, um, Twitter is just Kalen Tolson. That's where y'all can find me at. Uh, follow me on IG, TA06 underscore. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Tony, Kalen, thank you guys so much. We're rooting for you guys. Good luck with everything. And just so you know, if Lovey Smith call you guys, call your name on draft day, you'll be seeing a lot of me and John in the near future. <laughs> Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of that price. That means polarizing lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try. And if you don't love them, you will pay nothing. Zero. Zouts. Nada. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America whenever you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to the website, ShadyRays.com, and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off. Two or more pairs of sunglasses at shadyrays.com. Backed by over 1,500, excuse me, verified star, five-star reviews. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders their parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. We got these things for a reason, right, Cody? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can save money? Uh, For an example, the Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, $216 from Rock Auto. And the best part about it is Rock Auto has been serving family business uh, and have been, has a family business and been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now 
and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On Texans in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So then we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. You know. (laughs) Had to break it out. Had to break it out uh, during the break. At the time of this recording, (laughs) it is the six-year anniversary of Kobe's last game Mm -hmm. where Kobe dropped 60 points. And, uh, hey, man, we miss you, man. We, we really so do miss do. you out here. And um, we know that you would hate what these Lakers have produced. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Brees Hall, mm-hmm. one of the Houston Texans' top 30 visits, uh, a player that is a dynamic player, right, Cody? And we look at the running back position as a position of need for Houston. And this entire time when we've talked about the running back position, dating back to October, our thoughts were Houston needs a veteran back and Houston also needs to draft a young back. Mm -hmm. And I still think that is a part of their plan. First and foremost, they signed that veteran back in Marlon Mack. And I think Marlon Mack will have a much better year than he's had the last two seasons in Indy. But when I look at Brees Hall from 2019 all the way to 2021 last season, 900 rushing yards, nine touchdowns. Over 1,500 rushing yards, 21 touchdowns. Over 1,400 rushing yards, 20 touchdowns. In his career, Mm. 82 catches for 734 Mm. yards and uh, six touchdowns. And a 4-3-40 has the speed and acceleration to really break away from tackles, right? Also knows, has a nose for that end zone, but what I like most about it, and if we look at the idea of pairing him with a Marlon Mack, he's able to catch the ball out of the backfield. So he's able to be a two-way dynamic running back. Now, for Houston, ladies and gentlemen, and I really want you guys to get very active with this discussion, it does come down to how much do they value the running back position in this year's draft. Because if they wait to take a chance on him past that second round, I don't know if Brees Hall would be available past 37. But he is a player that I think ideally, uh, schematically-wise, would make a lot of sense for Houston because he'd be able to give not only this entire offense a boost, but I think he's a player that can directly give Davis Mills a boost out of the backfield. Hmm. And – to answer your question, I think they're going to take make that one of their top priorities entering this draft. 
And I said that because on Monday when we had an opportunity to speak to Pep Hamilton, Hamilton talked about how important it was to improve that backfield, backfield to not only just to have a better run game in 2022, but to also put Davis Mills in the best position to succeed. Now, of course, every time we're talking about putting Davis Mills in position, we always talk about um, improving the 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 big guys up front. We're always talking about improving the wide receiving core, but the Houston Texans definitely need to make sure that they also improve their run game. And I would not be surprised if with that number 37 pick, they have an opportunity to draft this young man who in my eyes is arguably a top two, top three running back entering the draft. And I love the visit. I love the interest that the Houston Texans have because remember the day... When they signed Marlon Mack, I got on this podcast kind of nervous. And I was like, oh, well, this, does this mean they're not going to draft one of the best running backs entering the draft? I think I got my answer now. And I saw people in the comments that was making fun of me. They was like, look, Marlon Mack is a boost for this run game. But he is not the 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 end-all, be-all running back that this organization needs. And a plus, I got reinsurance from Pep Hamilton on Monday. And now it's a little bit ironic. What, about 40 hours, 48 hours later, they have an opportunity to meet with one of the best running backs in the game. Absolutely think that Houston needs to do themselves uh, a great service by scanning this running back group coming up, this class. Um, I think it's, it may be deep. <clears throat> May have not it may have not be as deep as it had been in terms of the first two round talents, but from round one to seven, you know I see a lot of running backs that I think will make sense for Houston. But getting this visit from Brees Hall, excuse me, Brees Hall, that does uh, speaks volumes. Thank you let guys me, me, for checking out. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, was just gonna say, I just wanted to ask you really quick: if they do have an opportunity to draft Hall at thirty-seven, do you think that is still too high? Only because you know. Off camera, you and I have debated and argued when should they take a running back. And you know me, that is something I really wanted to see this organization do ever since you and I took over this podcast in 2019. Because remember, that was also the time when they lost Lamar Miller due to a torn ACL, I think it was. So I think it depends on what they do at number 13. Mm. Now, with your first three picks for Houston, do you want to risk missing out on some of the top, real top prospects at, pos- at positions you need? Uh, corner, receiver, and I would say edge. And then I'd also go with interior offensive line. Mm-hmm. Do you want to risk that not addressing going three out of four with your, uh, with your first three picks? So for me, as great of a player Brees Hall is, and I'd be more comfortable with this maybe if Houston was more active in free agency uh, with getting uh, a top-tier lineman, right? But I would still say no at 37. Wow. Even though this is a run game that has been terrible the last two years, <clears throat> and you know improving this run game, especially with a guy like Hall, that Davis Mills has an opportunity to develop with, to establish camaraderie with, you would still say no at 37? I would still say no. Because I still think, essentially, you have to hit on 
uh, at least two out of those defensive players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I then, agree with that. And so I think that with the, with thir- with three thirteen and thirty seven, I can see Houston addressing the defense twice. And then you go to offense. Now your offensive needs are wide receiver, offensive line, and running back. On a scale of one to ten, how much does each of those positions rank uh, as importance for importance for Houston? Now, I will say this. I'd be okay if Houston goes corner first, edge second, interior offensive line third. Because I do believe a player that we haven't discussed a lot about, I think mainly because he's coming off an ACL injury, John Mechie out of Alabama, I think would be a great pickup in the third round. I don't think he's falling that far, though. I, I think don't he may, He may or may not. This is a very deep wide receiver class. Uh, we will see. But I still think overall, 37 is too high for a running back. When every other piece is not together. Then this is why I can't wait to the draft. So many possibilities. <laughs> Man, I hope you guys get out to the Miller Outdoor Theater for the NFL draft to celebrate what the Houston Texans may possibly have. Uh, cornerstone pieces. <laughs> the last time we said that, it didn't work out too well. But hopefully things will be different now. Thank you for checking out the Locked On Texan podcast. We are officially, we are officially at 1,000 subscribers, and we are 1,000 away. And then we are another 1,000 away. We're going to keep going and going and going and going. So thank you guys for checking out today's show. Make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Texans page on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12 for all things Texans, music, sports, and ah, I I'm feeling that day. I just <laughs> tweeted and talk about it, right? And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Why 24? Because Kobe Bryant is the GOAT. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Kobe.